Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,975. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Wake Forest, North Carolina, with a very special guest by the name of Chris Blanchett. Chris, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I'm ready to go, Mark. All right, we'll have some fun here. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, what's maybe one little thing that people don't know about you, Chris? You know, it, it's pretty obvious on the outside that I'm a, I'm a gearhead and I've been in the automotive industry for a long time, but I also grew up as a concert violinist and uh, played for the University of Minnesota uh, Symphony Orchestra and had the opportunity to even tour Europe with the symphony I played with. You know, this is very interesting, Chris, because in the last month or so, I've had probably five or six people... Very similar answer to that question. Concert pianist, the gentleman who was going to be a concert pianist and went down the track of automotive, uh, guitar players, drummers, violinists, I mean, all sorts of different creative people. So maybe there's a correlation between automobiles and music. Uh, I don't know what it might be. I grew up playing the guitar. So uh, yeah, maybe there's a relationship to cars and gears and it's all mathematics, right? That's right. That's right. It's all ones and zeros after uh, after it's all done, right? Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, let me give you a proper introduction, and we're going to talk about what you're up to. Chris Blanchett is the Vice President, Strategic Store Operations at Advanced Auto Parts. He is also the President and Chairman at TechForce Foundation and Director of ASE Education Foundation. Chris has focused experience in new concept development and go-to-market strategies with both retail sales and service fulfillment capabilities. He has designed, developed, and deployed large-scale strategies on both growth and cost-out initiatives. He previously served as the Director of Technical Operations and Innovation for Bridgestone Tires, their retail operations, and he started his career way back some 20 years ago at Tires Plus, and he spent some time at Geek Squad at Best Buy. We're going to have some fun here today. Chris, uh, we'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our valued sponsor. So listeners, give them a little love, give them a little business. That's why we're here today, and we'll be right back. My friends at Covercraft offer you 10 different options. That's right, 10 for your vehicle's protection. You can choose from WeatherShield HP, HD, Sunbrella, Ultratect, Reflect, FormFit, Custom View Shield, and their newest five-layer all-climate cover, three-layer moderate climate cover, and a five-layer indoor option. You have all sorts of ways to protect your car. All of these are custom-tailored by Covercraft's talented craftspeople. It's the form and fit with the quality to attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Surface protection is the best way to preserve the investment you've made in your vehicles. It's what I do. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. I have a Covercraft cover for every one of my vehicles, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your order, plus you get free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day, and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, 
While I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy, and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled or stolen. He called back and said, boy, that was a scary conversation. Their value of my car wasn't even close to what it's really worth. Thank you for the education, Mark. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you receive with an agreed value policy. American Collectors Insurance has been protecting enthusiasts since 1976. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. They're the ones that insure my car. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, Chris, we're back. So I'm going to dive a little deeper into your career. Now, you mentioned you're definitely a car guy. You've been a car guy for a long time. Maybe you can give us a little bit of a run-up to your current position and then talk a little bit more about your roles at Tech Birth Foundation, uh, ASC Education, but more importantly, Advanced Auto Parts, where we like to get parts and car care and all sorts of things. So take the wheel, my friend. Yeah, you bet. So I, uh, I, like a lot of people, started my career on the front lines a little over 20 years ago as an automotive technician up in Minnesota. And uh, that really kind of gave me my first taste and, and largely because I, uh, I had a car that I either needed to fix or walk. <laughs> uh, and uh, after some time in the shop, I actually got recruited by Best Buy to be a uh, auto tech in one of their stores and had the opportunity to, to climb uh, into a number of different roles from training and education. This is all pretty much on the services side or now known as Geek Squad to, you know, marketing and outside sales and offer development. I took a stint of my career over in China where I was the head of services over there and then ran the automotive division for uh, for a while. You know, at that point, went over to Bridgestone Retail Operations and, and uh, spent some time uh, leading technical operations for uh, for a great company over there, you know, where we had, again, training and education and support of our shops and, and you know, really just how do we uh, how do we support our technicians and our and our customers at the end of the day? And then about two and a half to three years ago, I uh, had the opportunity to come on over to Advanced Auto Parts, where I where I currently am leading uh, strategic store operations, uh, everything from, you know, labor to uh, uh, operating model to all the core functions of operations, communications and governance and all that fun stuff to open in new stores and, and all that good stuff. So really, if it if it kind of touches the store, it uh, it comes through uh, comes through my group, and, and we have a heck of a lot of fun doing it, kind of bridging the the office in our in our stores. Well, we're going to talk about what I always call the challenge question coming up here a little bit later in our talk, because oh boy, retail has certainly been challenged by what's happened the last eighteen nineteen months with this pandemic. Oh, can't imagine the challenges you face. But let's save that pain for a little bit later and have a little bit more fun with what's going on there. First and foremost, with uh, advanced auto parts. You know, the auto parts stores and the retail industry has taken so many huge uh, turns and forks in the road and changes and, and so forth. In your mind, is what you know right now, how are consumers changing their automotive-based needs? Because in the old days, you know, I'm an older guy, a more mature guy. I shouldn't say older. I'm a more mature man now, <laughs> a lot more, a lot older than you are. Uh, 
you know, we go down to the auto parts store to get parts and supplies and whatever it is. And then this online thing came along and I was involved with Advanced Auto Parts years ago when my years at Griot's Garage of taking our brand into your guys' stores. But everything is changing now. So from your perspective, from the inside, if you're in charge of stores, how has this online thing affected you? How is everything's just changing? How have you adapted to this? Yeah, I mean the the easy answer to that, Mark, is that really at the at the birthplace or the inception of the automobile, that was the starting point in which our industry started to change. If you can remember uh, way back when, uh, 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 owner's manual of a car used to tell you how to advance the timing or or you know adjust your valve springs. Uh, <laughs> right. Where where now you can't uh, you can't hardly see an engine. Uh, if you pop the hood, right? Exactly. Uh, so automobiles are are going to constantly change uh, and do it in such a way that uh, the service models behind them, as well as uh, the supply chain and support systems behind uh, those automotive changes, you know, come along for the ride. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, you know, as you think about what's happened in recent history over the last, call it, fifteen to twenty years in automotive technology. You've got things like uh, adaptive uh, driving systems, right? You know, lane keep assist and, you know, adaptive cruise control and crash avoidance systems and, you know, kind of the first stages of vehicle autonomy. Well, when when you talk about autonomous or self-driving vehicles, a lot of people think of the Jetsons and, you know, that's way <laughs> off into the futures. But the, the bedrock of those systems have been around for 15 plus years with anti-lock braking systems and wheel speed sensors and, you know, things that are very, very commonplace on, you know, $5,000 used cars nowadays. Yeah. Uh, so. I think we're, you know, in an industry that is is certainly ripe for change, has has a long and rich history uh, of change. And, you know, something that uh, I view as, as really positive because it's those industries that don't change uh, are typically the ones that people are doing postmortem operations on to understand what happened. Right? Oh, sure. Exactly. And for advanced auto parts, when did the, the big transition happen to where your customers were starting to go, you know, I don't want to have to come down to your store to pick something up. I just want to buy it online and get it delivered. Uh, I know you guys got into that. You're into that now and you service customers that way. Has that affected you? Because if you're in charge of stores, is that part of what you're looking at or is that a whole nother division there at Advanced Auto Parts? Yeah, so we definitely have a very strong e-commerce team and, and we work together because still, and this is true for outside of the you know automotive industry, still the majority of, of sales or purchases that are made online with a brick and mortar retailer are fulfilled through the stores. So having a multi-channel approach to retailing has, has really been a, a, a boon. And, and whether it be us or a, a big box home goods store or, or a home improvement store, uh, you know, you look at the statistics and the majority, you know, like 70, 80 plus percent uh, of online orders get fulfilled through the store. So in the automotive parts industry, right, availability is is king. And, you know, what we've done is uh, is adapt to some of our growing customer needs and uniquely develop programs to address how they want to shop with us and how they want to get their part. Right. So they're local store may or may not have the part that they want, but the, the store one town over or the hub down the street or the distribution center may have it. 
We've launched programs like last year we launched same day delivery where we leverage the gig economy. So if somebody is, you know, working on their car and they got the wheels off and they're doing a brake job and they got need a rotor or brake pads, other, yeah. we'll, we'll deliver the other one to them same day so they can get back on the road. So, you know, there's, there's just, uh, again, a, a great spirit of change as we think about uh, addressing the customer's needs as, as, you know, they want them to be met as well as leveraging some latest, greatest type technologies and, and uh, you know, really kind of economies of scope and scale that, that we've been benefited with in our industry. Absolutely. What has been in your mind, let's take COVID aside because I want to come back to that later. What's been the biggest change that you've seen in the way that your company has to work and service customers in the last, let's, let's say, three, four years? Yeah, great, great question. Uh, really, as I see a lot of the adaptation that, that we've made, again, it's it's leveraging a lot of technology. So I think we have we service kind of two channels of customer, our, our professional customers that are the repair facilities and, and service centers uh, that you take your car to to get fixed, as well as our DIY customers who come in our front door and, and uh, you know, interact with us that way. A lot of the the adaptation that we've had to make, and uh, you know, again, COVID aside, ha- has been understanding changes in in VIO, right? Changes in in the vehicles and operation, changes in you know how the customer wants to be serviced. Like I had mentioned earlier, it went from uh, buy online, pick up in store to curbside. It went from curbside to same day delivery. It went from you know our professional customers wanting to uh, go to big training facilities and and, uh, uh, get training from CarQuest Technical Institute to uh, doing online training and and virtual seminars. Uh, So it's really a great exercise in listening and acting uh, that we've all been through in that you know, listening without action is, is kind of just information absorption and, yeah, and it yeah. doesn't really do anybody uh, any good. So, I, you know, I like to think that especially over the last few years, uh, we've got a pretty great track record of, of making those changes uh, that our, our customers have asked us to in, in terms of how they want to be met, how they want to be served. Adapt, Bob, weave. Yeah, it's just a constant changing uh, force in a way that we never even believed it would happen. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your involvement with Tech Force Foundation because Tech Force Foundation is a charity of choice here at Cars. Yeah, I've been supporting them for several years now. Uh, great organization. Uh, Jennifer Mayer, who introduced me to you, Chris. Jen, thank you very much again for bringing another great guest here, is a, the leader of that organization, but you're a big part of that as the chairman. What does Tech Force mean to you, the importance of that as it relates to advanced auto parts? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it, it is a, a charity of choice for us as well. Uh, and, and for many different reasons, right? Not just do we have a firm grasp and understanding that the technician shortage is a real thing, right? In, in a few short years for every tech school graduate, for every one tech school graduate, there's going to be five jobs, right? So that means that wow. four of those jobs are essentially going to get on, you know, go unfilled, right? Yeah. As well as when I think about where I started in my career, as well as where a lot of people uh, in our company started, uh, technicians are the lifeblood of our industry. And, and you know, be it a, a person that has developed technical skills for personal use or they've put them together, you know, commercially and, and made a career out of it. So when I think about what makes Tech Force special and 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 where 
uh, we really think they have something unique is is it does really two things. They're, they do two things. You know, one at its core is they're a scholarship organization. And, and the, the individuals, the aspiring technicians that are going through in pursuit of their education, uh, there there can be a lot of things that, that happen that take them off that course, right? Be it a, a life happens type event, a flat tire, a uh, uh, you know, unexpected bill, uh, et cetera. And, and the scholarships that we offer are, are both call it, uh, educational in nature as well as stay in school and, and a life happens grant, uh, in nature. Uh, the other thing that tech force does really well and what is continuing to grow, uh, is the attraction to the industry. And, and we know again, that, uh, for every one tech school graduate, there's five jobs waiting for them, which means four of them go unfilled, right? Uh, technicians are, are the lifeblood of our industry. They're, they're one of our customers. It's where I started. Uh, and, and really, as I think about what TechForce does and continues to do is it, is it comes to, to the general public with an undeniable story of, of what America needs, you know, related to the transportation industry, right? Their tagline is when technicians rock America rolls, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's, uh, they've got a great mission. They've got, uh, great support. And, and with that, they're able to, to provide a, a large number of scholarships, uh, as well as, uh, what they've propped up this past year with, uh, the tech force network, uh, out oh, there. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really helping technicians connect, uh, connect with tech force, connect with instructors, connect with each other, connect with employers, uh, and, uh, help, uh, dramatically with, uh, diversity, right? I mean, our industry, I think, has in, in the technician ranks about a, a 3% gender diversity where it's over 30% on the tech force network. So there's uh, a lot of great stuff coming out of that organization. Well, no doubt. And it's a nice tie-in with the uh, ASE Education Foundation, of course, ASE Automotive Service Excellence Foundation. And so your involvement there, I see why there's a relationship here, especially with your core brand, Advanced Auto Parts with Tech Force and then ASC. So talk a little bit about that and how it relates to uh, what you're doing at Advanced Auto Parts. Yeah, you bet. And, and you know, I've, I've, uh, I've had education responsibility uh, throughout most of my career. And in my, uh, my dad was actually an educator, is an educator, I should say. Uh, and, uh, you know, as I, as I look at uh, ASE Education Foundation's mission, right, it's, it's the accreditation and certification of, of uh, instructors, uh, their programs uh, at, at the schools in which they serve, uh, that then supports the broader ASE mission, which is technician uh, certification and, and, you know, career development. When I look at what they've done from a standards and learning quality and um, support standpoint for schools, instructors, developing technicians, tenured technicians. Uh, it, it's pretty incredible. And they touch really all corners of the industry, be it your core automotive service and repair to large truck and bus, heavy duty, collision, paint, uh, and you know all, all facets of the industry, as well as continuing to develop uh, with later, you know, late, later and greater technologies uh, related to hybrid and alternative fuel and, and electric, right? Uh, so they, uh, they've got a great mission, uh, really supporting technicians, uh, you know, in, uh, in career uh, to ensure that they've got 
uh, a badge of honor, really, that uh, that shows uh, their expertise uh, in you know particular skilled areas. And they've been around a long time, and they're an integral part of that quality service that we all want and need when we bring our vehicles in. And boy, has the in automotive world changed and is changing fast as we go to the EV concept and and even more. So there's a, a lot going on. So I'm really really happy to hear that uh, we both support industries like this to help uh, things move forward because, boy, the uh, job market is in an interesting position right now. We'll talk about that when we get to that challenge question. Is Before we take a break for our sponsors too here, is there a great mentor that's been in your life, someone that's been a great inspiration that's really helped you? You know, Mark, I, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dodge this question with an answer here. <laughs> Okay. Uh, because okay. be, be creative. I, uh, yeah, I've, I've had the opportunity to mentor a handful of people uh, in my career as well as be mentored. Mm-hmm. And one of the most impactful things that anybody had ever taught me is that if you rely on a single person for your development, you and they will both fail. Uh, so my, my mentor uh, experience in my life is really much more of a personal board of directors. Uh, while I do have a chairman, that chairman serves a term and uh, moves along as I you know try to gain uh, experience from them. And I have different seats around the the board with uh, with a diversity of skills and experiences, and you know, really, you know, the inspirational uh, mentor in my life is is really just ensuring that I've got a, a, a solid network of individuals that I can rely on for unique insights, uh, and, and you know, <laughs> lean on them uh, for. Uh, for, for humble advice uh, and, and tell me sometimes where where I need some help that I'm not seeing it. Yeah, great answer to that question. Your own personal board of directors. Awesome, awesome advice uh, for all you listeners out there. Yeah, you know, I always say, and I think it was Roan that said this, uh, inspirational guy, uh, we are the culmination of the five people we spend most of our time with. And uh, that's a great example of that. Uh, put a good group around yourself, hang out with the right people and you'll succeed. We'll take a short break and then we're going to come back and talk about the challenges that we're faced with today. So we'll be right back. Keep your seatbelts on. Did you know that Cars Yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership, according to Lipson, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States? That's right. And Cars Yeah! is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique in very personal way, well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyad.com or through the website at carsyad.com today to learn more. Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and 
the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So I've alluded to this a couple times here. A couple big challenges that you in the retail industry have been faced with. And one of them is hiring people, finding people that can work. Oh my gosh, I've just heard story after story with guests here on the show of what a challenge this is. Have you guys dealt with the same thing? And if so, how are you modifying things so that going forward, this can maybe go away? Or do you, do you at this point, not have much control over it with what's going on in society? And you add the political and the government interaction with everything. It's tough out there. Yeah. You know, the, the workforce situation is not unique to us or any one industry. Uh, I, I think we've all been to a gas station lately, maybe gone out to eat, shopped in a retail store, uh, or tried to find somebody to perform services uh, for us, you know, house repairs or, or something like that. And, and it's, uh, it, it's been difficult on all fronts. Um, and really what, uh, what I think is, is the focus in what I what I believe to be the right thing to focus on is just ensuring that you keep your people uh, front of mind. Uh, and we are a people powered organization. You know, we we say kind of uh, pun intended. People are our best part, um, and it, it's it is really what we bring to life and what we try to bring to life when we think about uh, the store support uh, that that we provide, the programs that we provide to our uh, our team members. Um, you know, as well as uh, our, our team members are, are very passionate about what they do uh, and, and the customers that they serve, right? So in a lot of cases, uh, you know, our, our store uh, associates are, are fighting the same fight that, that globally is being fought for part availability and supply chain. Oh, and Yeah, that's the other side of it, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they, they're doing it uh, for the customer that they serve every day, right? That they likely have a relationship with that lives in the community in which they live in. Uh, and it does become uh, very personal to be able to uh, say yes and, and to be able to help uh, your customers, your neighbors uh, out uh, in that regard. So, you know, knowing that uh, that our organization is 110% all in on ensuring that uh, that we enable our, our stores uh, in every way possible to say yes to the customer, uh, to ensure that we've got a great employee value proposition uh, for our team members. We, you know, offer unique uh, benefit programs that all can be found on the website. Um, you know, there's uh, there's really just a focus on ensuring that we're as, we're as good as we possibly can be uh, for our team members and for our customers. It's incredible how much it has. The pandemic really, what started all this, has affected so many different areas that you would not have thought of originally that it would affect. And I 
I keep seeing it. I know you guys do because you run a huge organization. Uh, just experienced it this weekend, eating out at dinner, being at two different restaurants that didn't have enough staff and the poor folks that were there were trying their best to keep up and apologize. And, you know, and you're like, why is this taking so long? And, you know, the chef coming out and serving the meals because there was nobody to do it. Uh, everybody's just trying to do the best they can uh, in a very, very difficult time. And you feel for them. I think for a lot of us consumers, we just have to be patient and understanding and uh, just bear with it and realize that, uh, you know, everyone's doing the best they can and be kind to people, uh, be fair to people and uh, help them out whenever you can. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a tough time, but it'll get better. It always does. So uh, we're looking forward to the, the new year being much, much more well served, not only for supply chain, but for people and, and so forth. Let's talk about a special vehicle in your life, because I know you're a car guy and you've been a car guy for a long time going way back to that. I love the story about I either fixed my car or I walked. Well, when you live in Minneapolis, <laughs> whew, you better have a car to get into because in the winter, you don't want to walk very far. I've been there. That's right. It's one cold place. Uh, is there a special vehicle in your life that stands out? And if so, what was it? And uh, maybe share a great story about that ride. Yeah, well, uh, bu buckle up for a second because this one's oh. going to take a minute. <laughs> okay, uh, I love it. Again, I grew up in Minnesota and one of the best car shows in the country is put on by the Minnesota Street Rod Association. It's called Back to the 50s at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. And the car show itself attracts uh, over 10,000, but I think in, in the years that I went, it was 13, 14,000 cars that were pre-64 uh, so as you think about that, right, that's a lot of classic cars. And that was kind of the genre of cars that, uh, that, that I haven't grew. rusted away yet in that part of the world either. They came from all over. I mean, they, they came from California to New York through Canada, uh, on wow. down to Texas. Draws a huge, huge audience, huge audience. So, you know, growing up, going to this show, I had, I had my favorites, right. And, and I had a couple of the cars and rebuilt a couple of the cars. Well, I, uh, I, I married my high school sweetheart and nice. as we were, uh, growing, uh, a little bit more mature financially, uh, we decided, you know, Hey, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna get our first house and we got our, our first house. And, and then I got a car that I really, really liked. And we said, well, it's time to start a family, but we can't do it in this house. So we got another house and the buyers from my old house backed out. So I had to sell the car and we got, you know, back on our feet and, yeah, I was really looking to to build a, a tea bucket uh, because I, I, you know, I wanted a rat rod and that was kind of the style that I really liked. But, you know, she liked a, a different kind of car. And the only car that both of us actually agreed on uh, was a 1956 Ford Thunderbird. Ooh. And there'd, be, there'd be an entire street of these, you know, 55, 56, 57 uh, Ford Thunderbirds uh, at Back to the 50s. And that was our favorite street to walk down because that was the car that both of us liked equally. Well, as I'm looking for uh, this, uh, uh, this, you know, Model T or Model A to, to turn into a rat rod, uh, I find a Thunderbird uh, in north central Wisconsin, uh, original owner. Uh, oh. and, you know, it was in my price range, which wasn't very much. <laughs> so my wife and I <laughs> drove out there. Uh, and sure enough, original owner. So you can imagine, you know, this is a, a bit of an older gentleman. Uh, you know, came home from the war, him and his wife got married, uh, starting their life off. It kind of reminds you of the story that I just told you, right? So we, uh, we're talking to him and, and, uh, and I, you know, I ask, you know, what, what, 
first of all, why are you selling your car? And second of all, why are you selling it for this price? Because it's worth so much more. I, I mean, m- multiples more than he was. He wow. had it listed. You're a very so, kind buyer, or a very, yeah. or a very smart one. <laughs> so he uh, he said, "Well, you know, when we bought this car, the gentleman at the dealership gave us an incredible deal on it because we could hardly afford it." And, you know, we had already told them kind of our story. Uh, and when I asked him that question. He said, don't get me wrong. I get five offers a day on this car and have for months now. So the only reason why I currently own and I'm currently doing a uh, factory restoration on this car is because he saw him and his wife yeah, how back nice. in 1956 in me and my wife. Oh, uh, what an awesome when, uh, story. Met. That's so, wonderful. You know, car people. <laughs> they're just yeah. they're, they're great people and uh, for many of us we want our vehicles to go to the next caregiver who's going to love it as much as we did or have a special affinity and uh, i've i've looked at many cars and bought cars where people said i don't want to sell this to anybody i want somebody who's really going to like it i want someone's going to flip it or do anything to it you know i want it to go on the way it was so nice story yeah thanks for sharing that so i'm going to be your car psychologist here a little bit, uh, Chris. So sit back on the couch and think about this one. If you were manifest as a vehicle, what would you be? But more importantly, why? Well, I know you've gotten this answer before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you my spin on it. I, I'm, I'm a pragmatist. Uh, I'm an operator. Uh, you know, I, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I like to, to, uh, find myself uh, in the middle of things, uh, getting dirty and, you know, getting work done. And, and for that, I'm a pickup truck, right? Okay, perfect. You know, <laughs> I, I envision myself in the four-wheel form. Okay. Uh, you know, a, a pickup truck to me is is that uh, utility, right? It's it's the thing that you can drive every day, you can take on an adventure, you know, it, it always gets the job done, it's reliable, um, and maybe doesn't have all the, the frills and, and good looks as, uh, <laughs> as some other vehicles. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's, uh, I think kind of endearing on, on who I am as an individual. Very fair and honest answer. Yeah. I love it. That's a great answer to that question. Uh, a lot of people have gone down that path, but it's always fitting when they do just like it is with you, Chris. How about a great book you've read? Would you share one that you think our listeners should crack open and enjoy? Yeah, you know, I'll uh, I'll give you one uh, that I read early in my career, and, and I think it was right around the time that it actually came out. It's a, a book by the title True North, written by Bill George, who's the former CEO of uh, Medtronics uh, up in Minnesota, the big medical device company. And now I, I believe he's actually teaching at, at Harvard. But uh, the, the book really, in, in its essence, and it, and it hit me right in my right part or in the right part of my career, it's all about be yourself. (laughs) And especially as a, as a young and growing professional, I was finding myself in so many occasions trying to emulate uh, others, Mm, Yeah, which really is kind of disingenuous, (laughs) right? But I thought, man, you know, these character traits made these individuals really successful and I should just do that. But it was, it wasn't natural and it wasn't me. Yeah. And it, and honestly, it didn't get me anywhere. You know, for sake of throwing out another parable, I I realized that I just kind of needed to be myself warts and all. And, uh, and, 
and see where 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 my career uh, uh, you know got led and and uh, and you know follow my passions and surround my people that or surround myself with people that that like me for me and not who I'm trying to be and and uh, it's it's served me really well so I uh, I like that book it's a go back I've probably read it a couple of times now great book great recommendation and oh so true and if you look at the people who are and even the people that maybe are a little bit obnoxious or kind of out there or crazy they're just being themselves and that's what makes them special and there's uh, bits and pieces of that so I, that's the advice i was given when i started this crazy path of doing a podcast which so many people went you're gonna do what uh, and but the other podcasters that I talked to that would give me some time when I started that were very successful just say, don't try to be someone else. Just be you. Even if you feel like you're kind of dorky and goofy, just be you. It'll work better in the long run. So it seems to have worked really well for me, at least. Let's go on the ultimate drive here, Chris. I have a magic scepter, which enables me to allow you to pick any vehicle in the world, to go anywhere in the world with anyone in the world living or deceased. So what does the ultimate drive look like for you as we get near the new year? Man, I hate to just rehash some old <laughs> content here, Mark, but I would love, and it's probably because <laughs> it's probably because my uh, my Thunderbird has been off the road uh, for longer than it's been on the road. And for <laughs> anybody that knows me, uh, there's those in my inner circle that even question if this thing actually even exists because yeah. it's been under the knife for so long. Yep. Uh, I would love uh, to drive uh, that T-Bird. Yeah. Uh, specifically uh, on the uh, road to Hana with my wife. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a special drive. It's a romantic drive. Yep. Uh, and, and I think my wife putting up with everything that I do uh, personally <laughs> and professionally <laughs> deserves that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's a gorgeous drive. It's, it, it's you know, secluded. It's, it's lush. It's got all the curves uh, that you could ever want. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the destination is just as good as the journey. Uh, yeah. so I, you know, that's, that's kind of where I'd, uh, I'd love to go one day is, uh, is that now don't get me wrong. Uh, I live in North Carolina. The tail of the dragon is, is not too far away from me. So I could also do that just as a warm up. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> well, the speeds are a little different too. That road to Hana is a very slow road, but that's part of why it's so beautiful. Definitely take the top off of that T-Bird and enjoy the views. That would be stunning. I've done that in a convertible that my wife and I rented. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty stunning, stunning ride. But I hear the tail of the dragon is a little bit quicker. Uh, if you dare, uh, be careful. Yeah. A lot of people have made mistakes on that one. Uh, but yeah. uh, that would be another great one too. So sounds like a wonderful trip. Nice way to answer that question. You've taken us on a fun ride today, Chris. And I want to leave this with maybe some words of wisdom, inspirational quotes, some kind of uh, advice you might uh, share with our listeners out there before I let you go. Yeah, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll give you a couple of quotes from a couple of car guys that I know have had an impact on, on a lot of us um, in, in a leadership sense as well. So Henry Ford comes to you first, uh, and one of my favorites from him is whether you think you can or you think you can't, yeah. you're right. Love it. Uh, my other uh, comes from uh, Harvey Firestone, a good friend of Henry Ford's. Yep. To kind of pair with my education, uh, ed, you know, teaching, training, and education background, uh, the growth and development of people is the highest calling of leadership, and and that's where I really think all of us that are are in the automotive industry uh, have an obligation to 
uh, pay it forward to the next generation to really uh, ensure that uh, our industry is in good shape as well as we pave the roads forward for them, for, for their opportunities to get involved, get engaged, uh, be it uh, pursue a technical education uh, or find a way, uh, you know, through any other avenue uh, within the industry to uh, seek their passion or, or apply different skills. You know, you know as well as I do, you can be uh, in the automotive industry as an accountant or a marketer or a technician or a salesperson or, or any number of different things. But it's a great industry. It's a stable industry, and and you know, the more uh, the more the merrier, especially as we look forward. Uh, cars are always going to be here. The you know what in terms of uh, what drives them may change, but uh, but they're always going to you know drive on the roads, and they're always probably going to need to get fixed too. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's always something. Well, for you listeners, I'm going to put links to ASC Education Foundation, of course, Tech Force Foundation. You hear me talk about them every single day here on Cars. Yeah, and of course, Advanced Auto Parts. Very easy to find out there, whether you're looking for parts, supplies, whatever it might be, or future career. There's a nice place to go and think about that as well. Chris, hey, oh, and before I let you go, again, another shout out to Jennifer Mayer, uh, who's uh, running Tech Force there uh, for introducing me to Chris. She's brought some great guests on board and has some more for me coming up in the new year as well. So uh, keep listening. Chris, thanks for being so generous today with your, your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences and know-how with our listeners today. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road, and Happy New Year to you as well. You as well, Mark. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. This has been fun. Here at Cars Yeah, it's all about inspiration, and our charity of choice is Tech Force Foundation, where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives. Tech Force helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive, with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. TechForce awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education, and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions of these careers. Autotechs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!